0: Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday, so
1: it's day three of TIFF.
0: Yeah, and we just saw Gloria Bell together.
1: Yes, it was a. It's a Saturday morning, and it was a ten o'clock Saturday morning movie. And um, <clears throat> Julianne Moore's a revelation. She yes, she should
0: get the Academy Award right now.
1: Full stop. It was a. It's a kind of movie that you enter going, oh, I'm not sure about this, and you fly out of the theater feeling invigorated and happy.
0: And, and it really brings together almost all the demographics, except for that one idiot that asked a terrible question.
1: Yeah, there was an audience member uh, who asked a very weird Q&A question that just led to a series of just sort of like concussive moans in the audience. Yeah. You could just feel it like, but the the, uh, the director um, sort of like deftly deflected the question, which was, or, or Julia Moore deftly de- deflected the question. Yes,
0: they pivoted. <clears throat> so it all worked out. <laughs> Overall, uh, I did not think I would like it that much, and I legit cannot stop singing songs from the movie.
1: And it is a remake of a uh, 2015, uh, 2014, 2013 Chilean movie by the same director, um, and uh, now I'm going to go home and try to get my hands on it, just for the sake of comparison, um, but Julianne Moore owns this role, as far as I'm concerned. Um and, uh, yeah, like, we have a, so far, a one-woman Oscar uh, Best Actress race. Yeah,
0: it's not a race. She should just walk up to the podium and say, where's my shit?
1: Yeah, but, you know, we still got, we got Widows, so. Oh, right. And so, yeah, yeah like, when we have, like, Mary, Queen of Scots. We have, uh, um, what's the other one? The other uh, Royal Lady movie, The Favourite. Oh, okay. So we got, we got some, some runway, but uh, Julian's uh, plane is taxiing down the runway. Yeah. Uh, ahead of everybody else's, so, so we're going to see what happens. But yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was really, really good. So, and we both
0: also <clears> saw Kursk.
1: Yeah, so Kursk is the movie about the uh, two thousand uh, Russian uh, submarine disaster.
0: And I knew, did not know the outcome before I went in there. I did. I'd never. I remembered been... it if you're watching this movie, you're just going to be itching to turn on your phone and Google. Don't do it if you don't know what's coming. right? Because it makes it much... I think that might be why I liked it more than you did. Well, I liked it, I don't think you did. No,
1: and it wasn't because of the outcome. It's because, uh, you know, it's a great cast, but I just felt like these were archetypes and not characters. Um, And, like, just going back to Gloria Bell for one second, there were, like, these... In the first 20 minutes of Gloria Bell, there are scenes where she interacts with other people, and you know so much about her and the other characters through just really um, great interactions that feel real and organic. Yeah, watching and, her
0: leave a voicemail.
1: Yes. And uh, and Kursk, it's just, I mean, it gave me like, okay, it gave me shades of, you know, deer hunter. But it all seemed very non-organic. I didn't find there was anything authentic about any of these relationships. And we're asked to care deeply about the outcome uh, on a personal level uh, and I didn't care about what happened to anybody on a personal level. Like yes there was a, you know, there's an overall tragedy here but um, I didn't feel anything for anybody and I think that's what they were going for. It just didn't work for me. It
0: was very bro-y. I do feel weirdly like the female characters had more to do. They didn't have a lot of time to do it. Yeah, but especially the mother
1: character, like Leah Sedu. Oh no, the
0: or like or, or, or the other guy's mom. mother. Yeah. yeah, it was like she did some really small things and some of those
1: sort of you know, yeah those big town hall information scenes.
0: Information scenes, yeah. It was,
1: and you could feel Leah Sedu, and even like i and I love Thomas Venterberg um, but uh, so you could sort of see. Uh, him and her trying to push against this just-the-wife role. But the, you know, sometimes this is going to sound weird, but sometimes in life you are just-the-wife when there's, like, a disaster going on and you're sitting at home waiting for news about somebody who you care about. There are, and that's why I say it's more like archetypes and characters, because, yes, this movie isn't about her, so we're not going to get shades of her character where I'm going to gonna see her in crisis mode. And unfortunately for women, these are the kind of, you know, the wife and the girlfriend and the mother waiting back at home roles. This is what they are. And I've just, I've seen, like this movie is so familiar to me on every level. It did have every some level. beautiful
0: shots though.
1: Uh, yeah, so there is this one cool thing that happens. So the movie starts in like three, four Academy ratio. <laughs> and then when the, um, when the submarine Some uh, goes ascends, no, descends. um, For some, yeah, it it opens up the screen, which is an odd choice. I would have gone the other way, but whatever. I'm not a cinematographer. Um, But yeah, some of the uh, like some of the 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 scenes are beautiful because when the when the screen widens, the submarine has just gone down, and they hold the shot Mm. as it. And it's it's and there's a really spectacular underwater sequence uh, when they're in the submarine that is just, it gets breathtaking on many, like literally and figuratively. Um, So there's some great camera work in it. I was
0: thinking of that (coughs) account, that Twitter account website, One Perfect Shot. Like literally this movie, they could take take half of the shots.
1: Yeah, so it's just, to me it's just very sort of paint by numbers and it doesn't really, um, and especially for uh, a filmmaker of this caliber, like I kind of expected... Um, more, but, um, you know, it's, people, you know, people might like it, that's fine, but it feels as though, uh, you know, this might be, uh, like it might be, it's it's not even Danish, it's like this weird sort of co-production where you have a whole crew of um, European actors playing Russians who speak in English. Which is a weird choice, too, because at one point, you see them, um, you see Lea Seydoux's character, and Lea Seydoux is a French actress, playing a Russian woman, uh, whose character would organically speak Russian, but in the movie, everyone's speaking English. But she's watching a broadcast um, where you have the uh, an English-speaking character speaking English, so I'm like, it was very confusing. Are we supposed to think that the English person is speaking Russian? Yeah. Or it's just, it, it's just, you can't do that? Um, it could just it just breaks the the uh, verisimilitude of the movie it just seems um, it seemed like an odd choice um, and i went in fully expecting that it wouldn't be in english i was kind of shocked when they started yeah. to speak in english anyway that's my uh, has, mm, that's my that's my take on the movie Matthias
0: i did do a
1: good job. And I love, and he's the reason that I went to see the movie. He's yeah. just, I think he's one of these guys who should have a much bigger career than he does.
0: I think he has some big things coming up. I heard something. That's
1: what announced. she said. Because <laughs> I actually saw um, okay. Far From the Maddening Crowd, which was Thomas Finchberg's last, if not last, movie, then the movie before mm-hmm. that, with Matthias Schoenhart and um, uh, Carrie, um, uh, the one who's married to Mumford and Sons. Mulligan? Yes, it wouldn't be a podcast if I. Had to describe somebody because I didn't know their name, yeah. uh, and I think it's um, uh, Sarah Silverman's ex-boyfriend and the mother or the father, mother, the uh, father of uh, of um, uh, that English woman's child.
0: Sarah Silverman has a lot of ex-boyfriends. Michael
1: Shannon. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. They broke oh, up. Michael Sheen. Yeah, a while ago. Oh man. They're still very friendly, but yeah, they broke up. Distance, you know. Yeah. Um, And I actually liked Far From the Maddening Crowd, and and, uh, Pataya Schoenarch was very, I think he was like a sort of like a broody, simmering kind of farmer man. Mm -hmm. He was very sexy. I bet. Yes. Yeah. And then I saw
0: Anthropocene, or Anthropocene, because literally the actual directors used both pronunciations in the intro. Oh, that's funny. So I legit have no idea how to say that now. Yeah, when they first came on, I thought, "Oh, I've been saying it wrong," and then the other person <laughs> pronounced it the other way. So. Wait, were there two directors? Uh, three. Oh, yeah. What is this? Mean? Uh, you have to. It, it's the, the it same is. people who did manufactured landscapes. Oh, so oh,
1: Jennifer, Beschwald or yeah. Rebecca? She's yeah, Canadian, so I don't know her name.
0: And there's another one. And the whole thing is basically, as I suspected, that Earth is a trash fire, and well, yeah. we're all about to burn. And mm. I believe I tweeted, um, so Anthropocene, Thanos was right.
1: So what is the take? So we of- just
0: need to just get rid of half of humanity if not more because we're a blight on nature and animals and everything
1: so what's the but what kind of documentary is it is it like is it just a whole bunch of like scenes stitched together is there like yeah they just
0: go all around the world and show all the horrible things like piles of elephant tusks and (laughs) god yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so it's the lithium like airy sort of collection areas and oh all those people have know, to uh, marble mines they have to mine that stuff yeah. for our phones
1: yeah oh so it's like the opposite of uh, of Barata, no mm-hmm. Baraka which is just scenes of like the beauty of earth yeah but it, everything
0: looked beautiful yes like, it was like beautiful destruction
1: oh yeah well okay, you know that sounds like it's um well that's one to think about yeah maybe if I watch it at home I can break it up a little bit yeah Cause it sounds like it's so called bummer yeah but, but gorgeous well that's but that's what manufactured landscapes was too yeah. it was very uh, yeah it was like everything could be a, could be like um, a painting or a uh, desktop computer backdrop background. well I
0: did have like a self-satisfied giggle because I know I described it before I went to see it as you know the earth as trash fire it literally starts it, with, with the fire sh- and ends in fire like it's bookended by oh it's yeah. like,
1: like the earth itself yeah we did start in fire, and we will end in fire. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, it was good. But you need to kind of, like, that kind of thing reminding you that humans are black. It's the kind of movie that you don't know if you want to sort of become some sort of vegan, well-saving activist. I or don't. you just want to go don't. buck wild and live every day like it's your last. Yeah, well. Like, yeah. You know, eat steaks right out of the animal as it still stands. <laughs> 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 do all sorts of things. <laughs> Weird sexual things. But well,
1: that's a good, You yeah. know what? I feel like now that you mentioned that, if you could like get a piece of steak and then just sort of a like cauterize where you cut out your steak, yeah. that cow might last for a while, right? Listen, Hannibal. Oh, get a nice sear on it, too. Mm. And I also saw Les Salop, which, as I suspected, was a
0: whole lot of fucking. It uh, basically was shame without the shame.
1: And where's this movie from? Uh,
0: Canada, French Canada. Oh, yeah. French Canada is okay. French Canada sometimes better than English Canada. Well,
1: well, well uh, from a movie, from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah. Perspective. I, I think that's probably true, because um, you know, like the what's his face, Jean-Marc Vallée, and yeah. uh, and uh, Bill Neuf. Yeah, they're both uh, um, very good directors. Yeah. So uh,
0: I liked it, but it definitely wouldn't be for everyone. And it's the kind of movie that it is weird to sit next to strangers mm. for.
1: Yeah, so what is the movie about? Like, uh, like a siphon fornication? It's a
0: middle-aged woman who basically has a sexual
1: agency and uh, other people's
0: response to that.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's very. um, uh, What's the word? Um, I want to say that it's not very descriptive. Yeah, but it's um, it's uh, tantalizing.
0: Yes. I, I mean I don't want to spoil too much because if I do get this one up <laughs> uh, then there is a chance I guess somebody could see it later this week. Who's listening to this? Oh right, right, yeah, right. For when we're posting it. So we, we can talk more about it after the festival.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's enough to draw someone in, I suppose. Yeah. If that's if you want French Canadian middle aged fucking, then uh yeah. If that's like got your bingo card. Yeah. then yeah. Not yeah, that. strong yep. sort
0: of, you know female It's Canadian. And, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, the the performance is really the the lead actress. It's, you're with her for pretty much the entire film. And uh, she's really just interesting to watch. And there's not as much dialogue as you would think, but watching her move through the spaces like with her family and with her coworkers, um, you always uh, get the feeling that she's just very
1: focused on the task. And sometimes her task is getting some. Hmm. So, Yeah. Um, and then I saw... uh, um, uh memory Pepper Christine directed it uh, that, that time. time of year, um, which was sort of like an interesting contrast because she was in Festin, which was the movie that was directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Um, and I think this is like her second or third time directing. And basically it's, uh, it's a movie that is set in Denmark and it's all in one day and it's all on Christmas Eve. So uh, this en- entire extended family c- comes together. And she was, you know, she's very, very smart and she's very funny. So she was, you know, talking about making this movie and how, like, it seemed, like, so cliche to be making a movie about a family coming together for the holidays because it's been done so many, many times. Um,
0: but I was just talking about there with Daddy's Home, like, the reason Christmas movies work and keep getting made is because it's we, a reason to bring a bunch of people together. together in one
1: place Yeah. and also a lot of people can relate um uh, it's kind of one one of the very few sort of um like not even just the english-speaking world but in the you know and then when i say christian world i don't mean like religiously christian but at least culturally sort of christian um like so many different countries um have people who celebrate Christmas so it's one of the few kind of universal celebrations even though the traditions are different there is a lot of overlap so you can sort of relate it to your own family Christmases um, and uh, it's specifically rooted in the real so it's and I should say that it's like it's a comedy like it's funny um, but it's not a broad comedy. It really is based in actual character, and it's not zany or absurd. And the conflicts that these that the family has are conflicts that you that seem very real, um, and it plays out um, just fantastically. Um, and,
0: and you can still see it because I have it. I think on my last day.
1: Yeah, because I just decided um, it premiered. I think on uh, on um, well last night. So yeah. yeah, it was very and which was Friday. So yeah, there, there's plenty of time um, to see it. And uh, the just this amusing anecdote that she that she told. So she was, you know, she was doing the Q and A with the um, with the, with one of the actresses from the movie, uh, the writer and the producer. And she's, you know, saying that uh, uh, I, you know, I was working with uh, with my ex-husband, who's also the producer. So she is like, she's producing this movie with her her husband, um, and uh, uh, the actress who plays her sister in the movie was saying, yes. Uh, you know, they were just talking about what was it like to be working with someone who was directing the movie and also acting in the movie and what that kind of experience was like. Um, and, uh, she said that, you know, like it all, like there were times when it was odd because we would be shooting a scene and I would, you know, she would shoot her lines and then the camera would reverse and I would shoot my lines. And then, you know, I'm sitting across from her and then she would just be saying, no, do it different, do it better because oh. she's the director. Yeah. Uh, so she said it was like very different than working with a, with a regular actor. Um, but then she said, like, the movie is really uh, a... and It's amazingly edited. And then it turns out that the actress who played her sister, her ex-husband, is the editor of the oh, movie. Wow. So it's So it's, like, these great working collaborations between divorced Danes. So I guess if you're going to get divorced, you should probably marry, like, a Danish person. Yeah. Because it seems like you can still, like, have these, like, fruitful working relationships. Anyway, that's my story about uh, uh, that time, time of yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. I I really... And, it, and once again, you know, it's, like, it's got um, a female filmmaker, uh, if that's something that appeals to you, um, who's also a really, really good actor, but is very generous because the movie isn't about her. Uh, it's like all of the characters um, get uh, a lot of scenes. It's not like it's focused on one person, so it's very egalitarian but, uh you know, like the Danes with their socialized medicine and whatnot.
0: Yeah. So have you heard anybody talking about anything in lineups that we were really hype on? It's not like last no. year where at the beginning of the festival any, everyone was talking about "Calling By Your Name at the beginning of the week and then Moonlight by the end of the week. No, so. I haven't
1: heard any, any buzz. Um, I was listening to uh, a podcast and they were talking about uh, one of the movies that was on my short list. Um, the one, uh, Free Solo, about the, the guy who climbed El Capitan, which is in, um, I think it's in um, Yosemite. Um, and he's the first person, the only person to climb it without ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was on my short list because I have like this thing for these like thrill seekers. But then I found out that it's, uh, I want to say Nat Geo. Anyway, it's going to be um, on uh, TV um, very soon, like um, I think in October, maybe even September. So I was very happy to learn that it was coming out. Um, and I also noticed this year there were so many movies that are coming out during the festival. Yeah. Like, on the 21st, there are so many movies uh, that are opening in the theater. Like, uh, this, The Sisters Brothers, which I wanted to see, mm-hmm. it's opening on September 21st. I did hear that
0: for Beautiful Boy, the only good thing that people had to say was that Chalamet's performance was good. Yeah. People haven't been interested enjoying it as much as I thought they would, perhaps. But, you know, everybody's tastes are different. Yes. I, mean, um, I liked Kursk, You didn't. Yep. Like, I was on the edge of the seat for that one. I was exhausted, and it had... You know, adult beverage before, and I was worried I would fall asleep, and I was like wide awake for that whole thing. So you never know.
1: No, it's. uh, I mean, it's all subjective. And uh, I mean, I don't have a particular interest in Beautiful Boy because, um, it's. I mean, you know, it it just doesn't particularly appeal to me. Um, But you know. both father and son wrote memoirs, so this uh, that were very, very uh, that both did well. So I'm sort of surprised. Uh, yeah. I do
0: like that this year. It does seem like they didn't front load the first couple of days as much as they normally do. Uh, in other years, I feel like I've always seen sometimes my favorite ones way too early, yeah. and then the rest of the week goes down there. I feel yes. like my week really builds this year. So that makes me feel like optimistic about the later days
1: yeah i mean i'm you know i'm only three movies into this but um two have been really really good and i mean in kursk isn't a terrible movie it's just not a movie for me yeah um so yeah uh, so I i'm very we're gonna
0: uh call it yeah and we're gonna get ready because speaking of it being that time of
1: year we have another movie to see in about half an hour yes all right we out have-